0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to Week 4 of the Playbook with Joey and Zach. I hope it's been a great week for everyone. You're now listening to WZBC AM Sports Radio, and we're excited to bring you on for another week of Boston sports over the next hour.
1: So to begin, we'll recap the BC uh, recent win against Georgia Tech and preview the upcoming game against Florida State, uh, which is on Saturday uh, at noon. Then we'll go into BC basketball's 3-0 start to the Earl Grant era uh, in their big game tonight against URI which already began at 6 o'clock. Towards the end, we'll discuss the Celtics and the recent happenings in the NFL. And hopefully we'll have time at the end for some call-ins. So please call 617-596-3150. Shoot me a text beforehand um, and let me know if you want to come on, and then we can figure something out from there. So give me a text at 617-596-3150.
0: Yeah, let's get into it. Um, It's a big win for BC football last weekend, 41.30 in Atlanta over Georgia Tech. Uh, Phil Dracovic had a great game with five total touchdowns, um, he was named the pro football focus uh, quarterback of the week for college football, um, had a stellar week, hooked up with the safe flowers for two touchdowns, um, he was really the difference maker for BC, I thought, he looked really fast up there, um, he, was, you know, he was getting all over the field, threw over 300 yards passing, um, moved into the top five uh, in BC history of all time for 300 yard passing games, um, only behind a handful of guys like Matt Ryan and Doug Flutie so I thought he played incredible and he was really the reason why we won that game we were explosive on offense
1: yeah Zay's looking like the Zay last year um as you said two touchdowns he had two catches for 87 yards and then the two touchdowns to go along with it so I know last year a big part of his game was the deep ball going to make big plays getting big touchdowns and uh we saw a flashback to that uh with this last game against Georgia Tech which was great um you even got uh, Jaden Williams involved the freshman which was great three catches 62 yards and then uh, solid game on defense as well. I know we give 30 points, but uh, Jameer Gibbs, besides his kick return, you know, uh, you'll give him 19 carries and 96 yards on touchdown all day. I'll give him that every game. Defense
0: so, looks good. We were down 21-7 at one point. Yeah. And, you know, only giving him nine points in the second half.
1: Absolutely, we'll yeah. It. Just limiting to him to, you know, he had the one kick return for 98 yards. He only had one kick return in the game, but 98-yard TD on it and then only five catches, 29 yards. So, limiting his explosive uh, ability and, and how great he is in the pass-catching game, you know, you'll take that all day. So, Great game Absolutely. for the defense. Uh, would be had a great interception too. So great to get him going. He had a good game last week. Obviously mm-hmm. a great game this week as well. Valdez had a big sack. So again, uh, pressure on the ball, force a turnovers. that's what BC's defense has done for years. So uh, look great, big win.
0: Mm-hmm. The Russian defense too stepped up big times. So, you know, going against a guy Jameer Gibbs, who is probably the most explosive, uh, the most explosive guy in that Georgia Tech offense. Absolutely, yeah. Um, holding him to 19 yards for 96 carries. That's only five yards per carry. Um, you know, that's a lot better than the likes of the NC State game, the Louisville game, where we were giving up eight, nine yards every carry. Um, you know, Jordan Yates, too, uh, um, their backup QB came in. He played solid. Um, he's got some legs, too, uh, 47 rushing yards. But we contained him well, too. There was a couple of times we kind of let him get out of the pocket, and he would scramble for the first down. Uh, but the defense looked a lot more solid and containing the QB and the running back and preventing big, explosive rushing plays.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at it, you know, Malachi Cotter only had two catches with 20 yards of touchdowns, so... He was not a big player on their team that was making big plays, so limiting their ability um, in the big pass-catching game. I know they've, they've scored points, and as you said, Jordan Yates can run the ball, so preventing a, a quarterback from running for 50, 60, 70 yards, that's a win all day, especially since we played, like we said, last week in the last few weeks, Malik Cunningham, Schrader on Syracuse, and uh, you know playing mobile quarterbacks isn't something that's a problem for us. So limiting him to 40, 70 yards give up that touchdown all day, especially since you scored 41, you're fine give giving up
0: absolutely you know, yeah uh,
1: you know one rushing touchdown from a quarterback mm-hmm. since Malik these are solid ACC teams they've been
0: playing too you know Jordan Yates um very good mobile quarterback even though he's the backup um last week Braxton Burmeister before he went down their backup was solid too Louisville Malik Cunningham obviously it was a little different with Grossell in the game um but, you know having fillback makes all the difference because I think the defense has been solid all year it's just a matter of them being on the field for 40 minutes a game when you know your offense can't do anything besides get a three and out every other possession um so, I think that's really the difference makers that were on the field for so much more. time With Phil, our time uh, of position is a lot higher than it was um, with Grossell or Emmett Moorhead. So, um, you know, I think it does wonders for both the offense and the defense um, having him back. Just his ability to extend plays, um, you know, when the pocket breaks down and guys aren't open, he can just run off with it and shed tackles. He's hard to bring down. Um, you know, made a huge difference out there, especially in the Georgia Tech team.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. They didn't even have a sack, actually, Georgia Tech's defense. I know that defensive line was. You know, close to the bottom like ours and, and, and defensive pressure and sacks, but not giving up a sack, you'll take that any week. So, clearly, the offensive line, they were all locked in. And uh, Gower had a great game on the ground, 24 carries, mm-hmm. 104 yards. I mean, a lot of games, you know, if you have 104 yards, you get at least a touchdown, but uh, you know, not getting a touchdown is obviously a tough game. Not getting a TD from mm-hmm. him, he had 104 yards, he deserved Just a to great score. game for Phil, though. He deserved mm-hmm. to score a touchdown, mm-hmm. but uh, he had a great game. And then Phil, obviously, on the ground, can Phil so. has three
0: running
1: touchdowns. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I, I think Gower, though, he had 104 yards, I think he deserved. At least one touchdown. He, you know, had a good game. But you'll take mm-hmm. the three. I'll, score, I'll take a touchdown all day. I don't care who scores it. You know what I mean. So mm-hmm. the end of the day, the you know, wins a win, the scores a score. So mm-hmm. you know, look good. So I'll mm-hmm. take
0: it. Yeah. Um. So big BC matchup coming up this weekend. Um. In alumni at noon versus Florida State. Uh. They're four and six in the season. BC is actually favored to win this game. The first ACC game they've been favored to win all season. Um. Feeling good about it. Having Phil, you know, healthy offense. Hopefully. IGM is day-to-day uh, Brandon Sebastian's day-to-day now. So there's a couple of guys we've been missing too and we've been playing this well without them So I think if those guys come back um, You know, we have a great chance to win um, Big game one of the last big games in front of the crowd all year um, with the Wake Forest game being right after Thanksgiving It's the last game for the majority of the students at BC um, So everyone's really excited to get back out for one last tailgating game um, What are your keys to the game?
1: Uh, I'd say, I, I always say defense. I feel like the offense will score points, as you said, with Phil coming back. Um, you know We're going to get points on the board. I think it's defense, though. Um, just looking at their stats, Jashawn Corbin, uh, uh, Texas A&M, I believe he's a transfer of Texas A&M, yeah, Texas A&M uh, transfer running back. He's had a solid season, 815 yards on the ground with seven touchdowns, rushing along with a uh, receiving touchdown, and then also Jordan Travis, their quarterback. Um, another mobile guy, 104 carries so 402 yards and six touchdowns. So I'll say defense as I always do. And I think the defense will step up. They've had a good last couple of games. Um, I'd say defense is probably the most important thing. Obviously I think special teams actually, you know, last week we, we had a fake punt or whatever and didn't, or we gave up a fake punt and mm. then, uh, they had a the kick return touchdown and then a couple of tackles another punt return. I think special teams, honestly, like I'm more worried about them than the offense. Truly the offense, you'd, mm. you'd obviously say offense is a bigger part of the game, which it is. Because special teams only plays We've like had a eight to big ten games. This half the oh yeah, this yeah whole year. the whole muffed punt. This whole year, uh, so mm-hmm. with a guy that can return, or you know, as we saw with Jameer Gibbs, a, a guy that can return, you know, well he only had one kick return was a touchdown. So a guy that can put, you know touch the ball once and score, that's that's you know you can't have that. And mm-hmm. um, they have no one that's had crazy returns that I'm looking at right now. Um Most of the guys are averaging around like 25 yards per kick return, which is. You know, pretty much solid, uh, but no one has a kick return TD on the year for them. So I guess, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we may not have to worry too much about special teams. I don't want to jinx Hopefully them. Not. No one yeah. be saying mm-hmm. that. I mean,
0: could jinx They've them, had but... some solid wins, though, Florida State, within the last few games. Beating Miami last week, 31-28 to at home. Um, Miami had been playing really well up until that point. I mean, as of recently in the season, uh, beating NC State the week prior. Um, UNC, is, they beat as well in October. Um, you know, UNC, um, you know they are still one of the best teams in the conference, honestly, besides, you know, the record doesn't really show, but every game they're hanging in there. Um, the weight game, especially, um, that was a big win for them. So, yeah. um, you know, Florida state, you can't underestimate them regardless of their four and six record every year, you know, it feels like they haven't had the greatest record, but you know, they're full of four and five star recruits. Jaden would be a fi- former five star recruit now in BC. Um, you know, he was a guy that's recruited by them and, you know, halfway with Santa early like this week, they're big, they're strong, they're athletic. Um, kind of gives me mizzou vibes that team
1: yeah i think honestly i mean it's a 12 o'clock game so um obviously a seven o'clock game having that be at home for be for being phil's first home game back obviously that gets everyone going it's tough to get a crowd going for a 12 o'clock game but hey i mean at the end of the day it's another home game we only got two more home games this one and then one more next week against wake forest our last two games of the year actually so besides obviously the bowl game which we'll get um but it'll be great to see them you know see how they match up uh florida state's always a good team they have a bunch of five-star recruits always a good amount of four stars. Um, even when they're having a bad season, guys will still commit there because it's Florida State and they have a great history. Mm. A lot of great players have gone there. You know, uh, you know, you can, you can go into detail, obviously, but you know, guys like Jalen Rams, they've had a ton of guys that have gone there and, and, and been successful. So, Deion Sanders is another one to name. Uh, so, we'll see how it goes. I think it'll be a great matchup, 12 o'clock, and then obviously that game against Wake next week to finish off yep. the season. I'm psyched.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see what that time that game matchup, is. Yeah. But, um, I'm psyched to see how it goes. They're off on announcing the game time. Um, yeah classic they put a six-day hold on it they'll wait to see how
1: um, we play this week and see how you know wake plays yeah they don't seem to be a big matchup or not and um, then go from there but.
0: see if we're gonna be the one stopping wake from going to the acc title maybe if who knows yeah. if wake loses this week and we beat them then i think it'll be nc state going to the acc chip um speaking of bigger recruits though, too, but yeah speaking of bigger recruits local five-star uh, defensive back and athlete joan alaguero out of st john's prep that was our rival high school um He's going to be on campus for the weekend for the Florida State game. He has offers from any big program that you can name, Clemson, Alabama, Florida, Georgia. Um, A lot of people have been speculating that he's going to go to Georgia. Um, He's been posting a lot on social media about them. Um, But as of last week, he just tweeted out that he will be in attendance for the Florida State game. Um, So that's really exciting. Um, You know, obviously, Jeff Hathley trying to build a connection with a lot of the local guys. um, Because there's a lot of talent coming out of the area these days, and a guy like him, you know, general talent out of Massachusetts, um, that would be huge for the program. If they can get a five star guy like him, um, he'd be one of the highest program recruits ever.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Anytime you have a recruit, whether it's a four star, five star, them coming to a game, especially being a twelve o'clock game, they usually bring a lot of recruits to the night game since you can show an atmosphere and see, you know, what a night game is like. Obviously it's a lot more electric typically. Um, but getting them going, getting more, you know, more recruits and getting them coming to see what BC's like, uh, you know, it's great. Even if you weren't weren't to commit here, I think any Publicity having a five star crew come is, is obviously good. Maybe mm-hmm. one of his friends that is coming to the game is a four star that you know he could bring with him. You know, what I, mean? I think anytime you have a five star crew come to your camp, it's always a good thing, even if you don't end up getting them. Like we had Tariq Black come in, you know, a mm-hmm. year and a half ago now, but having him come that was great. I mean, yeah, it's it
0: uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, it Texas wideout out came here, so
0: mm-hmm. um, that was cool to see. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, because he went from, he went from t- Michigan to. Texas, texas, yeah yes. so mm-hmm. texas wise so, anytime you get a guy like almost that, came to bc exactly was, was yeah he I mean, went to texas case, yeah. so they have a great history if you have a guy that went to texas and i'm going to texas but comes to bc to check it out and he had a win even if this guy um ends up going this five-star recruit from you know from lynn ends up going to you know clemson let's say having him on campus that's a win mm-hmm. either way so uh great publicity as you said and mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes i mean i think we have a great sales pitch and, and clearly we've gotten a lot of recruits uh to come here in the last year so see how things go obviously but mm-hmm. I, I think it's great I think That'd it's, gonna, step, I think it's yeah. something to look forward to too I mean who knows maybe a big win who knows maybe we'll
0: come after mm-hmm. a game yeah if he likes the atmosphere he likes the team um you know he buys in and he wants to be kind of the hometown hero then why not BC um I mean that's kind of what's keeping us in there with his recruitment he dropped his top 12 and you know there was Clemson Alabama Florida Georgia I think Florida State was in there Penn State um so you know obviously BC is in there because it's his hometown um Boston so that would be really cool and, I think, unique if he decides to stay home and kind of help BC, you know, this program on the rise. Um, if he kind of buys into, you know, the new uh, mantra and,
1: um,
0: yeah. you know, wanting to take an ACC championship in the following years.
1: Absolutely. I think even at the Wake Forest game, I think they'll be probably they'll probably bring some recruits. Obviously, we don't know that now, mm-hmm. but I think, that, I think that that'll be, be a big game to bring recruits since mm-hmm. Wake's obviously a great team. Uh, Florida State, I mean, you know, it's not a bad team to bring recruits against. So I think Kevin Wake when you see BC play a top team in the ACC, um, think that'll get a lot of recruits going. So mm-hmm. um, I'm definitely psyched to hear that. We'll see how it goes. Um, he's a local kid, as you said. So hopefully he's favoring BC just to come home. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, That'd I be think, great. I'd love to see that. Uh, at the end of the day, I think he'll you know will end up choosing you know whatever school he thinks is. Yeah, that, I think he's out, going Georgia. That's what it sounded like. I was, but it was
0: last week he decided on uh, coming here for the visit. So I'll tell you, probably go somewhere or Something's
1: you know, is you have Bama to use as an offer, too, or something? Yeah, so. he's got all of them. Yeah, so he's, he's got a great choice. Um, he actually was BC, at IMG
0: so. for two years, though, and then he just decided to transfer back home to St. John's Prep uh, over in Danvers. That's right by me. Um, so you never know. Maybe he wants to be home. Um, you never know. Maybe he just wants to be with his family, and that's what's important to him in his college decision. And, you know, BC is a great place to go play college football. So,
1: Absolutely, yeah. know. For sure, I think there are a lot of guys that are local that just want to stay home and stay close, and but then there are some guys that want to go to bigger school in Michigan, and and, and a, lot, a lot of Everett football players end up going, mm-hmm. you know, away and stuff and, and and not playing for BC. They have they have had a good amount of Everett football players, but mm-hmm.
0: Jason Matry, Matry,
1: the goat. A lot of guys are leaving team. too, just because you know, want to play for bigger school. Which I respect that too. I mean, hey, I, if you can play for Georgia, you can play for Georgia. I mean, damn, oh, like, absolutely, yeah. If if you, you can play for you Georgia, you You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm definitely psyched. I'm having the opportunity, so. Uh, hopefully half, Halfley's ready to go with with a great pitch and, mm-hmm. and get him. I no bet worries. he is.
0: He's been landing some high star recruits. So absolutely yeah. for sure. Yeah, Got within Halfley, half we've had a ton, ton mm-hmm. of, ton, a of transfers stars.
1: and a lot of signings, obviously as well. So mm-hmm. see how it's that been goes. Been great to see. Yeah, definitely. Um,
0: sucked. Mm-hmm. How about BC basketball though? Three 0 start. Um, even though it was against some smaller teams, we looked solid all year. Tamar Langford playing really well. He looks like he could be a potential NBA draft pick. Uh, Jaden Zachary too, the freshman. Um, you know, I think he's been a really underrated player, leading the team in assists and steals. He's looked solid all year, and he's kind of embodied what Earl Grant wants this program to be all about. It seems like um, game against URI tonight. Um, I Think they're
1: down 11 right now. Which
0: is mm-hmm. Tough. Yeah, early in the second half we're down 11, 39 to 28. Um, you know, tough shooting night for the Eags. So we'll see how it goes. We'll keep you guys updated as the game continues.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, Mikayla Lakevin actually had a great game against Fairfield. Uh, one thing about BC Basel in that game against Fairfield was we missed. I think four or five free throws in a row in crunch time, which which is the problem in uh, free throws. I mean, you gotta you gotta hit your free throws. You want to win a game, especially in the ACC. So you're playing a small school like Fairfield, and you're struggling to shoot from the from the line. I mean, when you're playing Louisville and NC State and North Carolina and Duke and and all those bigger teams, Virginia Tech, it's gonna be tough. You know, to stay in the game if you can't hit your free throws. So that's one thing that I want them to work on. They've obviously scored a ton of points and three and and0 started. You can't really critique them too much, but. Uh, take free throws pretty seriously since i've seen a lot of games in my own games celtics games um, a lot of college games where free throws come down to you know winning and losing that you know makes mm-hmm. a big difference at the end of the day so hopefully we get that going um makash link as i said at 17 against fairfield which is a great uh game he got going he's had a great season as well uh as, yeah, his, playing, as has his brother demar has like, been, been playing great absolutely and then mm-hmm. uh obviously Jaden Zachers, you said at 13 against fairfield which was awesome to post um, had nine points and eight rebounds. I think rebounds mm-hmm. been something. He's that been a solid double double kind of guy. yeah. Not Re- quite
0: double doubles, but still. I mean was close, rebounds, Nine and eight, points, yeah. nine and
1: eight's right on the right on the border. And I think rebounding is when some of the BC has had problems with. Mm-hmm. Um, even though that Absolutely. Dominic, can I mean, be Dominic got some boards. Even though we mm-hmm. out rebound, they got some boards. Rebounds
0: though. Here's a good site. Uh, BC is out rebounding uh, URI twenty-four to nineteen. We got nine offensive rebounds right now to their three. Wow. So. That's good. I feel like we never see that at least in the Jim Christian era. You know, we're always giving up offensive boards to the other yeah. team. So
1: yeah, we would have a box. That's out to to the see. Jim Christian era. All the on offense, <laughs> everyone would be on the you know around the point. You know, be around the you uh, mm-hmm. on the three point line, and then you'd have just one guy in the paint. You know what I mean? Like Popovich, Stephon mm-hmm. Mitchell would actually be yeah, would, would be, be at the top Mitchell, of the pit. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be at the top of the point sometimes though too, and be <laughs> shooting threes. He launching off it from corner. five feet behind the arc. Yeah, yeah. It'd be ridiculous. So <laughs> there'd be no one in the paint for rebounds offensively. I think in the Earl Grant days uh now. Um, it's a different game. As I said mm-hmm. at Charleston, though, his, actually, teams, his team's always, you know, they would shoot threes. It would always be guys for rebounds, too. So mm-hmm. um, definitely makes a difference, you know, the scheme you play. And Jim Christian, clearly, did value rebounding, which I've <laughs> seen in our minimal ACC wins in the past five, mm-hmm. to, five to seven years. So yeah.
0: hear this, though. DeMar Langford, actually, of all people, leading the team in rebounds at the seven already early in the second half. And four of those are offensive. So oh. I don't know what's going on in that game. But, he's uh, staying in the paint. I guess, yeah, he's playing big man tonight.
1: Unless there are like some deflections um, or something, you'd, you'd imagine he's in pain. Four though,
0: yeah. I mean, he must be. He must be getting aggressive. He's been playing he's aggressive kid, all though. year. Yeah, was he's was been he about 6'4", six, six five. 6'4", yeah. So um, big kid. Actually, maybe six five. He's one of them, a um, mm-hmm. Big guy. So got solid size, um, very strong, very athletic. You know, looks like a typical NBA prospect build.
1: Absolutely, sure. yeah. Um, I, re- I remember in the press conference I was in uh, a week ago now after that game against Dartmouth, he was saying that since he's a six, you know, I, think, I don't I don't know if he said his head. He just said since I'm a big guy, and I know a lot of people underestimate. My Speed and, and how you know high I can jump and how quick I am at my dribble and all that. And mm-hmm. I mean, hey, he didn't mention his rebounding, so hey,
0: no, <laughs> I hope he wasn't
1: underestimating his rebounding either because I mean, it's a great game. Having seven rebounds in a full game is great, and having mm-hmm. to be 15 yeah, minutes in the second that. half that's awesome. So, mm-hmm. something to look forward to for mm-hmm. BC. And uh, obviously, his brother McKay, is having a great season as well, so yeah, I know he he's been shooting really well like too,
0: Makai, um, which is great to see. Last year, he was driving a lot, he played really aggressive. He kept this in some of these big games last year when we almost beat Villanova and then we actually beat URI in the next game. He was instrumental in those wins. You know, he was getting into the paint, playing aggressive, um, creating offense for the team. He looked really good. So we got to see who steps up tonight if we want to beat this URI team. Um,
1: you know, Absolutely. it should be a
0: close game either way as we're getting down to the wire here with 15 minutes left. BC still down by 11.
1: Yeah, the Lainford brothers are the most important guys on the team, I would say. You know, DeMaris has led the team in scoring two games, you know, and it was one point shy in the Fairfield game of you know, Mekhi, who had 17 and that game tomorrow at 16. So, uh, yeah, they really are the most important pieces to this team. So, whenever they have a good night, whenever both of them get going, I mean, hey, we could be competing with, you know, just about anyone. I mean, winning Mm -hmm. an ACC game obviously isn't the easiest thing. But if both of them are, you know, going at it and and, and have a great game, I mean, Mm -hmm. you go in any game on a given night, it's just putting everything together, which is something we've struggled with, you know, over the last years. And obviously, talent Mm -hmm. hasn't been – the best over the last five years but no I yeah mean, we lost a lot there I been mean, smaller teams school. in the acc that you know have upsets and stuff and win more games than we do mm-hmm. we shouldn't be last the acc wins every year so
0: no um, i think we'll see the way happens. this team is built right now i feel like i mean obviously i don't think we're gonna have a uh you know positive acc record but i do think there's gonna Probably be a couple now. games here and there where we, we upset uh top teams like duke unc um you know just kind of the whole mantra of this team you know gritty not pretty old grants uh go to line um you know the defensive style they play and just focusing on all the fundamentals, grabbing boards, playing, um, you know, physical defense, getting into the paint, getting guys open. Um, You know, it's just bound to be that we catch, you know, a team like Duke or NC, um, you know, any of those guys on a bad night for them and take advantage. Um, You know, I think we'll have one or two wins of those, uh, wins like that this year.
1: Yeah. Right now the, you know, Bicka staff in post are leading us in scoring with uh, nine each. And then you got, DeMar Lincoln only has two, so he's got to get going. I mean, he's That's the a biggest game, piece of the yeah. team. Not saying Mikayla only four, going. six points of them combined. I mean,
0: need those guys to going. They lead the offense for the nine team. Each. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they they've kind, kind of been going. running the show on offense at least the first three games. Last Absolutely. year too it was kind of like that. So
1: yeah, I mean we've, we've you know had a solid you know run so far three 0 obviously easier matchups, but you know being three 0 is being three 0 I same with some of easy football. Uh playing, you know, three easy teams to start the season I didn't think was uh, the best way to start the season, but mm-hmm.
0: I don't like it either to be honest. Um, you know, yeah. you go from playing a team like Dartmouth where the tallest guy is six six to I mean, URI is a good team. Um and when we get into ACC teams too, we got our first game, I think it's December sixth against Notre Dame. Um, you know, that's gonna be real tough if we don't have any experience against some of these bigger, more physical I mean, Um, power five teams under our belt.
1: We're already struggling. I mean, they have nine blocks right now, URI. We have two. They have nine blocks. We're already struggling with URI. That's not a good sign. (laughs) That's not a good sign. They got 10. They just got the 10. They got their tenth block and there's still 15 minutes left, 14 minutes, whatever it is. I mean, that's, that's nuts. That's bad. I don't know what's going on there. That's nuts. Hey, with six and seven from the line to free throws right now, so hey, maybe they were working a practice. That's not bad. Just wait
0: till crunch time though. We can't have a repeat of the Fairfield game, uh, missing was, all those free throws uh, at the end.
1: Bricks on the side of the glass. But yeah, we gotta figure. Can't that have out. that
0: against an ACC team. They're gonna take advantage easy. I um, mean, yeah, uh, you're never
1: gonna win an ACC game if you're missing, you know, four free throws in a row in crunch time, especially with the other teams following mm-hmm. you, trying to put you on the line. I mean, hey, it worked out mm-hmm. for Fairfield. They got closer to the game because they got to like four or five actually. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Yeah, that was a closer game than it should have been. We were leading by, you know, solid margin at halftime. Then. You know, but we'd kind of dwindled down towards the end. And we ended up holding it, but you know, it was a little too close for comfort for a team like Fairfield. You know, who's yeah, one of the team, smaller huh? schools in the NCAA.
1: Solid team. though. I mean, they mm-hmm. they actually played pretty strong and tough. And
0: they've um, had some good runs, Fairfield. Yeah, um, so yeah, they, I am mean, not incredible. Yeah, they that past,
1: uh, We're shooting ten to thirty-five right now. That's another problem. We're shooting twenty-eight percent from the field. They're shooting mm-hmm. forty-eight. That's another difference. It's like, you know, we're taking eight threes, which actually isn't that bad. That's not horrible. Typically, yeah. we take like twenty threes. You know, we have mm-hmm. got, like, Yeah, as long like, as we're not hucking up bad
0: shots. 10 for 37 from the field, oh, that's that's a poor shooting performance when yeah, URI center. is going 15 for 32. Um, yeah, it's tough. You, know, you can't have that, um, you know, whether it's getting more inside looks, but, you know, they got 10 blocks, so, you know, if we're yeah. trying to get too many inside looks and they're just swatting them all, uh, they got some big guys on that team, some big centers URI. Um, Uri's good, when we put yeah. them last year, that was always an issue. Um, Absolutely. And then, you know, we shot well that night. Makai was playing aggressive, so we just got to go back to that because... We have the formula for winning against them. Um, obviously, it's tough without a guy like Jay Heath or C.J. Felder in the game, but we still got some solid guys in the roster that can compete.
1: Absolutely, they're two and I mean, they beat they beat smaller schools in Massachusetts. Obviously, BU and Bryant, both smaller schools, but you know, BU's always you know playing them is always a tough matchup just because you know it's BU and uh, even though they're not unreal in basketball, I think you know whenever you play them. You know, obviously they got a lot to prove, and you do too. So, mm-hmm. Bryant, I mean, yeah, you figured they'd beat Bryant. They beat Bryant by 19. They only really beat, you know, BU by nine. But uh, yeah. BC's probably the biggest game of the season, is by Point right now. So, uh,
0: that'd be 13 or now. Yeah, yeah they don't play any Power 5 teams other than us, I don't think.
1: Um, yeah, not many, if they do. Um, I know Providence, I mean, they're not Power 5, but they're always good in basketball. Oh, yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think that's probably it for Power 5. Maybe just us.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um...
1: Yeah, look at the schedule, it is just us, I think.
0: So,
1: yeah. I mean, a lot of teams that make the tournament, are not power five. You know, URI made the tournament before Dayton makes it just about, you know, every year, every other year. And Charleston made it before they were grant You know, they play mm-hmm. December 719. We're down without Charleston. And, um, I mean, yeah,
0: there's plenty of, uh, Hopkins made it in. Know, so it's solid. Major competition. teams that get in. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they play some solid competition. But, yeah, being, being BC by 13 is tough in BC right now since, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know how URI would do in, in the ACC, but, May do they, think they, they may do better, do better than, than us. Than us. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. They may do better than us. Yeah, so. I don't know if BC is the best team in New England right now. I would.
1: Yeah, I'd imagine not. But hey, we're still, still root for them. Still room for them. We're going the web. Go, but... Zachary
0: just hit a jumper. So forty three thirty right now. Still Rhode Island up. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think in terms of New England basketball teams, we're definitely on the way up the most out of anyone. Um, you know, grabbing two four-star recruits in the next cycle. Uh, Prince of League Bay and Donald Hand. Um, so, you know, we're looking good in the future, you know, getting a combo guard in and a power forward, two positions of need for us, especially if DeMar Langford does end up going to the NBA next year, which I think is, you know, a very real possibility. Um, you know, it's, it'd be great to have two guys like that in the team. Um, and then, you know, you got a big man, six foot 6'10", um, what's his name, Armani Mighty. He looks really good, too. I was watching his to take the other day. Um, very long, you know, great shot blocker, great inside defender. Um, solid rebounder, too, so... These are all kind of pieces that, you know, you can really see that they're Earl Grant's guys and you can see just why and the way they play and how they play tough um, and how they play solid fundamental basketball. Um so you know, I'm really excited for those guys to come in and make an impact in the coming years in the program. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean BC typically in Massachusetts the basketball. I mean Harvard's made it to the tournament before Northeastern's made it a few times, obviously in the last uh, seven years, they made it I think twice now. So mm-hmm. and then Harvard's I think made it at least once or twice. I know Northeastern made it twice. I think Harvard's made it once or twice themselves.
0: When was the um, last time BC made it? Like two thousand seven, 2007, I think in two thousand nine. When Jared Dudley was playing, yeah.
1: So BC is actually always behind Northeast, I know for sure in the RPI rankings. I'd imagine probably Howard too. I'd imagine who knows, but Howard's probably beat some more. They they probably have more wins over the last five years than we do. So um, they probably better in the RPI rankings. I know Northeastern for sure. I mean, smaller school, CAA school, but you know those are my boys. You know that, but throws ahead of BC. And BC is a power five school, so a power five school should never be. You know, below you know teams that aren't
0: powerful. No, that I means something yeah, like not consistently. Yeah, you know, URI, yeah,
1: they're to probably be ahead of us typically, but mm-hmm. smaller well, it seems teams like in the Big East. I guess those are still major. Smaller teams aren't teams uh, Northeastern.
0: URI is solid. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad if we played them four times in the season and went two and two, but you know the so way it's looking right now tight. is we'd be yeah, one and ones, three, or they're they're I went four. <laughs> I'll take it. At this um, point, one game. You know, we should at least be going head to head with them, you know, keeping it close. Ten blocks, damn. Just a tough shooting night though. Yeah. You know, a lot of missed shots. Um, you know, we're giving up a lot of easy buckets to URI yeah. with them shooting 48% from the field right now. Um, so that's definitely something that's gonna to need to patch up if we want to start hanging in some ACC games this year, because otherwise it's gonna get real ugly real soon.
1: Yeah, I can't have that. Hopefully things, you know, Pan and Even if we don't win this game, at least make it run, make it close, make it a five, six, seven, eight point game. I'll take that as a win. Um just mm-hmm. because I mean if you're already down thirteen to start in the second half, whenever we were down at halftime. So mm-hmm. nine at half, so actually close game I thought at half.
0: Yeah, they started to pull away a little bit more. i um, 14 or 12 minutes to go. Yeah, that's tough. Um, you know, another turnover, which we've had a lot of tonight. TJ staff just, uh, you know, turned it over. So, can't have any more of those.
1: Yeah, hopefully not. But, hey, we'll see how it goes. We'll update you guys as the night goes on. Um,
0: absolutely, yeah. Do. Hoping uh, for a big win. Absolutely. Should be over by the time we finish the podcast. Definitely. So, uh, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, move on to some Celtics talk. Uh, what do you think is go. going on with them? They won three out of the last four. So it's
0: been a tough season. Um, three to out
1: of the last four, I'll take.
0: Yeah, I mean... Yeah, that's always good. Uh seven and seven overall though, obviously slow start in the season, losing a couple of bad games. Finally bounced back against with a win against the Cavs, um, a couple of nights ago. And then before that we had a weird loss where we were I think twelve at halftime then blew it to the Cavs. Yeah, um, tough. so you know, we've had it's been very inconsistent offensively and defensively. Um, you know, I think these guys are still trying to mesh with each other, but uh Dennis Schroeder, he's been playing great and I think that's kind of the reason why we've been hanging in a lot of these games recently. Um, you know, he dropped thirty eight last week. Um, which was awesome to see. I was fired up watching that game. Um, you know, I think the teams really starting to come together. we got guys starting to step up. Tatum's playing well. Uh, Jalen Brown's playing great, as always. Schroeder's really stepped up. Smart's playing solid. Uh, so I think as these guys get used to playing together, because, you know, we got a lot of new pieces. Josh Richardson, Al Horford, um, you know, Neesmith, and Pritchard are relatively new to the team. You know, these guys haven't all played together before, and it's only been 14 games, so I wouldn't hit the panic alarm yet.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a long season. Robert Williams is playing great. I think he's been actually more of a point piece than uh, most people give him credit for. He's had uh, double-digit points in eight out of the 13 games and has had double-digit uh, rebounds in seven of the 13 games with six double-doubles. Um, he's played a big role. He's had his last five stat lines. I mean, 16, 16, 12, 12, and then had no points in that Cavs game. I think he had to leave injured that game if I, if I remember right. But he had only 13 minutes. So I imagine he probably was injured. Um, but either way, uh, he's had a great season um he's had you know a couple of his you know season highs right now in rebounds of 16 16 13 10 10 i mean wow. we've had guys like that putting up boards like that in years so i'll no, take that we need and, I mean, KG,
0: probably we were waiting
1: for him to break out and get minutes and in this season he's averaging uh let's see how many minutes, 30 minutes a game 30 minutes i'd say probably yeah. somewhere around then i didn't do the math here but
0: i love um, to see that but I'd i'm also like just it. a little concerned about his health too you know getting injured in the playoffs last year and missing a lot of last year with you know different injuries like turf toe and um I think he had a knee injury at one point. Um, you know, nothing major, uh, thankfully. Um, but, you know, that's just my main concern is going into the playoffs and going through an 82-game regular season. It's how is he going to stay healthy um, and continue to produce the way that he has been?
1: Yeah, he's only missed one game so far. But I actually, I kind of the opposite with it, where I kind of want him playing more just because he didn't play at all for the whole first season with that foot injury. And, you know, they played him five minutes a game, you know, the last few years. And the last year he started getting, like, Ten to 15, 20 minutes. They were still like, you know, nursing the amount of minutes he got. And now, you know, they're breaking him out, let him get 30, 40 minutes. I think you need that because, you know, I like Al Horford and all, and his canter and all that, but I don't want them getting, you know, 35, 40 minutes every single night. I want him out there for thirty-five or forty minutes every mm-hmm. night, since he has much. And no offense to Horford or, or or any other centers we have, but he's the most talented center on the team by far. Oh, absolutely, so. it's not close. But I think yeah, you need him. You need him on the floor.
0: In terms of, I mean, obviously, I think Rob Williams is the best center on the team. I can't disagree with that. Um, you know, the leadership and kind of. Uh, you know calmness that Horford provides on the court that you can just kind of see it in the way he plays um, the way he led our team in 2018 um, you know to the Eastern Conference Finals game seven against LeBron and the Cavs Um, I really do think he still is the leader of this team um, you know even though Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are talked about the leaders I think the way you kind of watch these guys and they're huddling on the court Al Horford still seems like he is the leader of the team Um, and he's had a solid year too averaging 13 points a game almost nine boards Um, And three assists. He's very consistent every night, almost a double double every night. It feels like Um, he's just a steady, reliable guy, you know, which I think is a huge difference maker going from last year, where, you know, a lot of the guys on a team like Tatum, Brown, Schroeder, Robert Williams, they can have nights where, you know, there'll be 35 point triple doubles, or, you know, the next night they're shooting two for 18. Tatum's had a ton of
1: those. You know how I feel about him. mm, He's had a ton
0: of those. He's had a couple bad shooting nights. Um, But so has everyone. So, um, you know, can't be too frustrated. It happens in the sport. So, um, but having a guy like Horford, you know, he's really the rock of this team. I think, um, you know, he's always steady. He'll always give you those like 12 points a game and eight rebound numbers. Um, so I think you know, he's been a vital piece to, you know, our kind of growing success right now.
1: Yeah. He's out two blocks a game or 2.3, but you know, that outlier six blocks against the Wizards which was wild. Um, that definitely helps his average there, <laughs> but probably be around like, you know, one yeah, three without that, but hey, I'll take it mm-hmm. either way not to put him down. He's going so a good season. Um, and, yeah, I mean, he hasn't been playing bad, actually, defensively either. I know the blocks are great, but he's been getting involved. He's had some steals the average. like a stale game right now. So, uh, he'll take that. Older guy, too. I mean, he's, what, 35 years old? He's still getting some yeah, blocks, getting still up getting up boards. So, he's getting... He's still looks good out there. How much you money is he making? 30-something? It's nuts, his contract. But mm-hmm.
0: He's only got, what, two years left?
1: ton of money, though, still. I think it he's having not a good lot, season. Yeah. He's not worth that money, though, even if he's, you know, having a solid impact, you know defensively and as a leader. but no, I still like that I'll trade for
0: us, though, getting him back and, you know, because, I mean, it was pretty much equal money with Kemba, so, you know, getting him in return, getting Moses Brown, too, which I ended up turning into Josh Richardson. I'll take that all day. I would have um, kept
1: Moses Brown over Josh Richardson, personally, but I would have loved to have him in Robert Williams. <laughs> I think, at 15 points a night. Would that have been
0: good. I don't think Moses Brown's really ready, though. He hasn't really been playing many minutes with the uh, Mavericks, so. You give him a couple
1: of years, I think, I think he could be there. Oh, I think so. I don't, but I don't Josh think we, be, I don't I don't think we need one of the,
0: another one of those players right now that'll be ready in a few years. Um, you know, we got a couple guys kind of in the trenches right now, like Bruno Fernando we haven't really seen this year. Um, surprisingly, Neesmith we haven't seen a lot of. Um, Romeo Langford, too. Uh, yeah, he's been, been getting he's in, boy. actually.
1: He's been getting some minutes. He hasn't taken too many shots. Mm-hmm. I um, thought
0: he, he was my breakout player of the year yeah, at the start too, of the year. I thought yeah, he was going to be great. The way he played in the Brooklyn series, the way he I played defensively, I thought he was great.
1: Game, which was a mm-hmm. very gutsy what is call. What he right
0: now? Five? Yep. Very gutsy call um, saying
1: 12 mm-hmm. points a game there with him. But hey, no, I agreed.
0: Mean, I thought at least, you know, maybe eight. Um, You know, I thought he'd be getting more minutes and, you know, playing a bigger role. But still, even the minutes he does get, he looks solid. Um, He's shooting the three ball all right. Um, You know, he's still grabbing boards. Um, You know, he's getting better at driving, kind of looking more confident there. Um, And he can match up, you know, with just about any player in the league defensively. Um, You know, you saw last year in the first-round series against the Nets, a couple of possessions where he'd be guarding KD. And, you know, it's almost impossible to stop KD, but he was kind of sticking with him and getting a hand in his face on every shot. So...
1: He hit some big threes um, too down the stretch there, and in the summer mm-hmm. league he had a couple game winning threes, which I know yeah, it's just a summer the league, big, but hey, I want to mm-hmm. take taking, taking big him shots. Him and Pritchard,
0: yeah, they went off in the summer league together. Neesmith, too had a great summer league.
1: I want to take big um, shots. So I'm kind of league. excited to
0: see. Hopefully, the roles develop throughout league. the year. Yeah. So second year for both of them, and then third year for Langford. So I really hope to see all their roles and minutes increase because you know those are three young studs that we got. I think. Um, yeah, Langford's a lot of the people injuries.
1: sleep on them. The Andrews have been the problem with him, but mm-hmm. I do think I do think he has the raw talent to. You know, yeah. be a great player in the NBA, oh, be, be, be a great player on the Celtics. I mean, we definitely could use someone like that off the bench, and who knows, he could morph into uh, you know a starter at some point. And uh, obviously, that'll take some time with injuries, and uh, he's only getting you know whatever minutes he's getting a night. It's not I, I said twelve points a game; it'd be average. He's not getting enough minutes to put that up, but he's no getting way. solid twelve minutes a night. If I remember at the top of my head, mm-hmm. you know, I was guessing, but I think he gets a solid twelve minutes a night, which I'll take eight to ten, mm-hmm. eight to yeah. twelve. You know, he's getting on the court at least, and you know, if you play twelve minutes. Even there for a quarter of the game. At least some of that part of the game is a crunch time. I know he's last year and a few years ago, we'd be in and, you know blowouts when it was 30 points or three minutes mm-hmm. to go. But he's getting... Yeah, good to see him get more
0: important minutes, though, for sure. Um, you know, fourth quarter playoffs last year. Um, even with a, kind of a decimated roster last year. We're still going to see him get up there. Um, so, yeah, I'm feeling good with the season. Um, you know, despite the 7-7 seven and seven record. Uh, we got a game tonight against the Atlanta Hawks. Um, they're doing all right this year. They are currently 6-9. and nine. Um, Obviously, Worse than expected. Um, although I did kind of feel like last year was a weird year in the playoffs. I don't know why. You know, seeing teams with the Suns make it all the way to the finals, the Hawks um, in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, you know, Trey Young, kind of weird comments the other day, saying he was bored of the regular season, uh, wanted to find a way to have fun again. I thought that was a little odd coming out of fourth year. Yeah. Is it it is fourth this year, fourth guy. year, yeah. Fourth um, year. You know, obviously not something you want to hear if you're a Hawks fan, that your star player is bored of the regular season. Yeah. Um, especially when they're not even going to qualify from the playoffs at this rate. Only been 15 games for them, so obviously way too early to tell.
1: I think they'll wake up, but mm-hmm. too much talent not to wake up on that team. But mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes. Obviously, it's a long season, as you said. And I think a lot of the time, they blow things out of proportion. The I media, I don't like that line. I'm not saying I do, but usually they take that line and just go crazy with it. You know what I mean? A lot of Odell mm-hmm. lines would just be blown out of proportion. Still, to be uh,
0: like, you know, you never want your star player saying he's bored.
1: Yeah, I don't like the line. Just and in any, I mean, any context. I'm not supporting yeah. that, but... I mean, at the end of the day, you know, they're going to take what they want, and, you know, go wherever they want and say, he said this. He said, I know he said he was bored and all, which I don't want, you know, any player in my team saying he's a star player, he's a bench guy, but, uh, you know, he's still one of the best players, you know, definitely the best player on that team and still, which I don't really love his playing style, you know, jay and up threes the whole game from half court, but he is one of the best players in the league mm-hmm. too. So I guess he can get away with saying stuff
0: mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I mean, and despite the foul, uh, foul rule changes too, he's still playing hot. He's had a great start, um, you know, still scoring 25 points a game at 45% in the field, nine assists per game. So it seems like, uh, you know, the new foul rules haven't really affected them in the same way they've affected guys like Harden, um, which is good to see because a lot of people were giving criticism last year for, you know, only being able to play that cheap game where you kind of run in front of the guy and back up and draw the foul at the last second. Um, you know, I was never a fan of that rule either, and I hate players that would do that. But, I mean, obviously I get it. If it's in the rules, you got to do what's best for the team. Um... But, you know, and I'm happy to see him still playing at such a high level. Um, obviously, one of the best point cards in the league right now. Um, and I, you know, at some point, you're right, they are going to wake up and, you yeah, know, get season. back over 500 and sure. probably make the playoffs. So
1: it's a very long season. And, you know, when you have a team that has way too much talent, they're going to figure out at some point, I don't think they're going win the NBA championship, but they'll make the playoffs, I think. Especially with the, sure. with the bigger playoff, uh, you know, standings, right? There's 10 teams that make it in because of the play in game and, uh, the 8 and 9 played the, you know, or 7 and 8 play the eight uh, the 9 and 10. 7 and 8 play 9 and 10. Um, mm-hmm. So with the play-in tournament, I mean, I, they'll, they'll, they'll definitely make it in. But oh, for sure. I the, it won't be play a high, I'm not a huge fan of the play on tournament, to be honest. Uh, I like
0: it. I, I feel like 20 teams just make it now because, you know, you got 20 out of 30 teams in the league going to the, you know, having a real shot for the chip uh, just to make it to the playoffs. I mean, 80 doesn't have much of a chance to begin with. Uh, I get that it adds fan value and makes it a little bit more interesting, but... You know, Celtics being the 7th seed last year, you know, that was terrifying. Um, you know, that team, you never knew with any given night if they were going to go beat, you know, the Nets or the LA Lakers or they are going to lose to the, you know, Washington Wizards, who were solid actually last year. Yeah, they um, came around. Too, Russ,
1: Russ carried that team. I know Russ gets a lot
0: of quizzes mm-hmm. and he should not get it. Bill was
1: out for some time with that hip injury. And, uh, you know, Russ went off. He carried that team. They won like 11 out of like 15 games. They went eight games out of the playoffs. He got them into the playoffs which, mind you, I know Bradley Beal played great when he actually did play, and he still, I think, played in the playoff series even with that injury, and it wasn't the exact same, but Russ got them in the playoffs, and Russ gets way too much smack for someone that's so talented and how great he is, and uh, I'm a big Russ supporter. I know a lot of people, tons of people that aren't.
0: I'm not a big Russ supporter. Obviously, he's a great oh, he's player, unreal. one of the best, um, but I do question his fit with a guy like LeBron James and Anthony Davis, um, three can kind much, of ball-dominant guys. You never have I'm not denying talent. that he's a great player. Um, can never have too you know, I do talent. think... It's hard to have more than one like Russell Westbrook personality in that team.
1: I mean, here's the thing though. I know the Warriors are very different, but Clay wanted the ball, Kevin Durant wanted the ball, Steph wanted the ball. I mean, very different. But the way like, Clay plays is he, he, he's a very,
0: like, I mean, he's at heart kind of an off ball player. All he's, all he's got to do is catch and shoot. He had what, 37? He had 60 points off. What was it? Some ridiculously low number of Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, it's not the exact same as the Warriors. Yeah, Clay could play with this. I'm not saying it's the exact same as the Warriors, but. Uh, if you can have Russell Westbrook, a former MVP, and he's still very good, everyone's like, "Oh, his MVP season was five years ago." Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, he's still unreal. I would take him on the team right now. I'd take him on the Celtics. I, know most I would take him. It. I
0: wouldn't pay a high price for him, but I would take him. I know uh, some people we know said they wouldn't trade Marcus Smart for Russell yeah, Westbrook. How do you nuts. feel about that one? Yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> got a couple nuts. of comments about that. I think even
1: Russell. I mean, I think even Marcus Smart would be like, "Trade me for Russell Westbrook." I think he would be like, "Yeah, I mean, Russell Westbrook's unreal. Yeah, so that was nuts. Send me over there." You know what I mean? But yeah, I know people would disagree, but I'm a big Russ support. Always have been. Um, he gets way yeah, too much. I like. he gets way too much back. for someone, you know, that's so good and he's always been a top player in the league. And uh, mm-hmm. I do think I know most people wouldn't agree, but I think he's actually a great fit of the Lakers. I do with LeBron. I think if LeBron right. likes him, and LeBron I know I love Dennis Schroeder, I'm happy he's a Celtic, but I think the way it worked out for the Lakers and ending up getting LeBron because you signed Schroeder and he played the way he did in April and May. You know, the Lakers would have been pissed right now. They've been so mad. But mm-hmm. getting, he's starting to hear They wouldn't River. have the money for Russ if they if they didn't, you know, mm-hmm. make that deal. they would have never gotten rid of which I know that Kuzma down or They gave up a lot to the Wizards at the end of the day, I think not think it that. deal that actually money? wasn't that bad. They, they actually got out. pretty solid. Yeah, deals. The Wizards, a lot of guys in aspiring
0: contracts. Yeah. Only one pick. I think it'll work you know. on both teams. I think, they, think if I was the Lakers though, I think Buddy Hield would have been or, uh, would have been a better fan for team. Yeah. I like Buddy Heald a lot. You know, they the Lakers are struggling with their three point shooting right now and you know, Buddy Hield's obviously if board. not the best, you know, behind Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, he's top five in terms of three-point shooting in the oh, NBA. Buddy, Easy, yeah, so. yeah, I met him, mm-hmm. actually,
1: once. He's a beast. Good guy, too. And uh, I would have loved to see him at Lakers, Tracy, personally.
0: They almost did both. Russ. They almost got
1: both. I just don't know how they would have done it, but they almost tried to Yeah, try. I don't think they
0: would have had the money, but, you know, they had options at both. They had options with DeMar DeRozan, too. They <laughs> almost got him. Rumors about CP3, swirling around, too. So, you know, they only really had the money for one of those guys, and I think out of those four, actually, I might have picked the other three ahead of Russ for that team. In terms of DeMar, okay, DeMar DeRozan having a great year at the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, but I, um, you know, I think he's league. a better um, defender and kind of a better, you know, I think he's a less a of an on ball guy. I like DeMar DeRozan. I just
1: think he's at a great fit where he's at. I just don't know if it would have been the same on the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Like, true. But, but Russ is a fit. questionable
0: fit with the Lakers, too. And then you got Chris Paul. I think, Chris, ball. I think better Chris, better, Chris Paul can play in any team in the NBA. and He's still playing at a very high level with the Suns. I don't think
1: yeah, he was going to go to the Lakers. I'll be, yeah, I, I got you.
0: And then Buddy Heald, too, instant shooting. um you know, more of an off-ball player than Russ. I think he fits a lot more with guys like LeBron and Anthony Davis and he would be a great third piece for them.
1: Yeah, they need a point guard. Really to start Rondo. I mean, that's the issue too. You do need a point guard. You do need a point guard. Uh, I take Wes Westbrook all day. And I actually think it's but if you out. have
0: those three, if that's your big three, Buddy Hill, LeBron, and Anthony Davis, I'm fine with Rondo running the point. Because he's done it before and, uh, you know, the 2020 championship. Minutes,
1: 35, you know, point guards typically play 35, 40 minutes. If you can get Rondo mm-hmm. and yeah.
0: someone else like him like at the same level, like a guy like Pat Bev or something, you know, that, that could be a championship team, I think.
1: I think they're a championship team right now. I do. I'll, I'll put my, my prediction on it. And will see I how it goes. 8 and 7. Right they've the they've had a tough start. I mean, the Celtics have two, and people still think we're going to, you know, we're the best team. I don't we're winning a championship. I'm thinking
0: three seed. That's my other team. I think
1: what comes to the lake is winning the championship. I, like... oh. uh, I do no, the Celtics at the three, but. I, I do. I so I don't it's like this. That far so I just think it's been every single year. It's been our year because we have Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and you don't need a third piece, and we really do need a third piece, and uh, mm-hmm. that's the problem. We, you know, we've settled for guys like we just need. I don't, I don't think we settled. need a third
0: but, start. I just think we need more kind of supporting role players. That you know, you look at last year, the teams that were making, um, you know, the final four of the league. You know, you got a team like the Bucks and the Suns. Um, you know, beyond Giannis and uh, like stars like Devin Booker too. Um, you know, all the other guys in the team, you know, are very good at playing one role. You know, Brooke Lopez, great big man, um, solid rebounder, interior defender, Drew Holiday, gritty defending point guard, can shoot the three. I mean, he's a true point guard, a guy like Drew Holiday. We didn't really have that. We didn't really have positions. I think the whole idea of positionless basketball in the NBA is a little weird. because um, you know, you see these teams with, you know, you got five distinct guys and you can tell what position every guy in the court plays. Um, and it seems like that's been the key to success in the NBA for the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, I think we're we're obviously missing pieces. And uh, we still don't have the Tatum-Brown argument. It doesn't have to be tonight because, I mean, we're already running out of time. We've got some other things to talk about. But mm-hmm. next we'll have week. that argument at some point. Our two we'll weeks. Go we Thanksgiving next that. week. Thanksgiving is next week. So we won't have a show next week, unfortunately. Two weeks from now. and then, uh, We could record one. and just just throwing up. Maybe. Yeah, we If you get time, <laughs> I'm really busy, actually. But. Did, we might be able to get one in. in. No. We, can
0: the, we can just upload the argument. Nothing else. <laughs> yeah, we could <can> just it <laughs> all the quick. time, out time overtime, in a clip. It might go over time actually yeah, if we just will. do that. Just that. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was gonna say. That. I think the Lakers, honestly, I, I think it's gonna work out for them, and I actually do think they, they could win the championship. I think they will. I think they'll, they'll pull it together and you know get the four I or the five, five
0: seed, but I don't I don't see them getting a championship. Obviously, I would love to see LeBron get his. Would that be his fifth ring? Right. Fifth ring. I'd love to see that. I think you know LeBron's the greatest player ever. Um, don't mind saying that on air at all. Oh, he's the GOAT. I've been saying.
1: I'm with that. Yeah, I'm not gonna disagree.
0: That's but I think, hard. you know, he's, he has lost a step a little bit from where he was two years ago. That's undeniable. He's still a top 15 Celtics. player in the league. Um, but, you know, he's not the clear number one anymore. It's, you know, that's a given. Um, Anthony Davis, too, his ability to stay healthy um, is questionable. Obviously, if he stays healthy, it's a different story. Um, you know, the last couple of seasons have been tough, especially in the playoffs last year. I thought, I'm, you know, the Lakers struggled a lot. Um, Russ, too. Having a guy like Russ will definitely help, though. Um, although I'm still gonna stand by the fact that I think if they had a guy like Buddy Hield there's something that can provide you, you know, a consistent forty five percent three point shooting, you know, that's that would make a bigger impact on their offense.
1: Yeah, so I don't think Buddy Hill would work there. I just I do love Russ. I love, LeBron and Russ are like two of my favorite players. I think Dr. Fox is my number one, but I'd say, you, you know, Russ and LeBron are around two, three and four. You know, if they're not two and three, they're three and four or whatnot. Definitely two of my top four. So love seeing them together. I think it's a great fit. I do. And I think it's gonna by the time playoffs come People will see LeBron will heat up. I do think, yeah, he might have missed a step, but the LeBron right now would still be the best player on just about every team in the NBA, except for maybe one or two teams. It'd still be the best player on. So I mean, he's still top 15 in the league. He has lost oh, steps, he's That's... a top five still. <laughs> I'd trade any guy in the Celtics' with him right now, truly, Chase for even does. one year of him. For, you know, if you have LeBron James, you're gonna. You, if he stays healthy, you go to the finals. You know, so.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think at this point, his leadership is leadership too, and it's knowledge of the game and knowledge of how to win. Um, that's what his best advantage is right now um, you know beyond athleticism um, which has waned off a little bit but his shooting has improved year over year as you know as he's gotten older I think he's realized that he's got to stay in um, that kind of shape to be the best player of the league um, you know shooting is kind of the way to do that as you get old and you lose a step
1: yeah um, absolutely I get that but uh, let's move on Though we talk some NFL maybe some Patriots or we could talk about the Red Sox the free agency um, but in the meantime, though, um, if anybody w- uh, would like to call in, give me a text at 617-596-3150. Uh, we got, you got know, 12 minutes left. We can run over some topics, but if anyone were to call in or want to call in, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. You know, we could definitely Come bring someone through. in. We're good uh, to have you guys. Gotta, got the last 13 minutes to run, so uh, let us know. But what do you want to start with? Do you talks to talk some Patriots and NFL or talk some Red Sox?
0: Um, why don't we start with Odell? You know, Monday night performance, um, obviously underutilized a little bit out there. It wasn't his fault. Um, I was actually, in my fantasy game, I ended up winning by .8 because Odell didn't do anything in the second half. Uh, very fortunate about that. Wasn't um, his fault, though. Hey, he's no, not getting the ball. The ball looks more. awful the last few games. Um, yeah, tough game for the Rams, you know, getting blown out. his MVP um,
1: chances. He's done. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, MVP three years ago, he was one of the top MVP candidates yeah. in the NFL, and then he's, not an MVP. You know,
0: he's kind of falling off a little bit. Um, but, you know, I still think it was a solid idea for Odell to join the Rams. Regardless, I think the Rams will heat back up. They got one of the best defenses in the NFL, no question. Um, You know, Stafford, too, when he's playing well, um, one of the best QBs in the NFL this year, as we've already seen. Um, You know, he's a solid fit in that offense, too, Odell. Um, So I think it's just a matter of time before that offense continues to um, get back on track and, you know, start feeding Odell and get the run game going again um, and start beating some big teams.
1: Absolutely. Just to interrupt real quick, BC's within five, actually, against URI right now. Um, Let's go. Five minutes to go. Biggest staff has got 19 and 10. So big game for him. Wow. My leg, like, a tough game. Two point seven rebounds. Just wanted to drop that real quick. But That's one right. guy on no, the, we... the URI team's got eight blocks somehow. But to get huh. back to the Odell talk, though, uh, I think he was. A, I wanted him on the Ravens in the Packers just because I love mine. I think he would have been a great fit with Aaron Rodgers. But at the end of the day, um, going to the Rams wasn't a bad decision. I wanted him back home on the Giants actually more than anything. Uh, more than anything oh. in the whole world, honestly, I wanted
0: him back. <laughs> i on the tell you, why. you would have, but um, d- dropped the whole bank account for oh, a Jersey. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I would
1: buy another 400 of them. I already got eight of his, so. Um, I don't mind the fit. I do think Stafford has been struggling, which is tough for Odell because it's not his fault. He only had two catches. I mean, Stafford looked awful the last two years. He's thrown pick in yeah, really two straight game. games, both in prime time, so everyone sees that. Mm-hmm. The Giants playing prime. That was a tough there night too.
0: The yeah, pick six.
1: Get ready for the Giants upset game against the Bucks. We're ready for that. Oh. <laughs> ready to go. Yeah, we'll
0: see about that one.
1: Giants are ready to go. we'll, we'll am... stay close, even with you know. I don't, I don't what, care what the he spread. Is do you have the spread? I don't know. It's, if it's out. It might be probably If it's anywhere close, I'm
0: hammering the box. So, dude, I
1: mean I want the Bucks to actually have Godwin and everyone healthy. I want everyone on the team healthy. So if we were to win, which I think we will, I don't want any excuse of oh, they didn't have Godwin. Well, they have six other receivers that are wide receiver yeah, one. It doesn't make a difference. <laughs> I already got a bet. I already got money on the lines so I'm not gonna try. I'm um, not
0: gonna try. All right. Um Yeah, we can get into some pass talk. I do not want on... even
1: try with uh you know money bet. I already have enough bets on it. But I do think the Giants win enough that. Not losses game. on the Giants. Give me Daniel Jones. <laughs> All day. I don't care. I don't care who the quarterback is that I could take over. I love Daniel Jones. I think he's a great fit. I think it was a great pick. Adam and actually killed that pick in my eyes. So uh,
0: right. hey. I'll give him credit there. The only uh, Daniel Jones faithful I've ever met in my life. But let's go. I,
1: I, I actually know some of the fans of him. I know everyone is against him. And I just think everyone likes to be against him because he's a sixth pick overall. And I actually root for guys like that typically. And then I watched him play and I said, this guy, got what it takes. So I do mm-hmm. love that pick. And I do think uh, the Giants are fortunate to have him, even though a lot of people are against them with that pick. I think people just hate the Giants in general. Being a New York team, I get it. Being, you know, Unreal and Crunch Time, I get it. I know why people hate us, but at the end of the day, I, I, I am a big Daniel Jones supporter and a believer. And I do think the Giants will win that game Monday night. So there we'll come back here and maybe, you know, yeah, maybe what we'll the uh, one throw it in.
0: We'll do a little uh story feature, of Joey, on the Instagram. <laughs> yes, I'll give us a little breakdown, maybe.
1: Yeah, I think I always think we're gonna win that game. Give me Daniel Jones, I don't care what his prime time uh, record. He's played very good teams at primetime, except for the Bucks. And uh, Bucks were great, actually, watching. But he yeah. played one bad team, I think, at primetime, was the Eagles. You know, one time. So, uh, give me damage on the primetime. I think he'll. I think he's going to shine this week. Mm-hmm. I do. I um, do see him shine. Yeah.
0: You know, as we're in Boston sports podcast, I'll with the pass for a few. Uh, great forty-five-seven win over the Browns last weekend. Mac Jones threw two hundred yards and three touchdowns, uh, going nineteen for twenty-three passing. Um, the Browns actually jumped out to an early 7 0 lead, and then you know it was all Patriots downhill from there. Um, you know Baker Mayfield had a tough game, came out with an injury early, and then he was replaced by Case Keenum, who didn't play much better. Um, Ramondre Stevenson had a solid game, you know, two touchdowns for the Pats, and uh, Jacoby Myers too, first ever career receiving touchdown. So that was a great sight to see. Um, you know my Pats moving back up to six and four, and we're looking good in terms of getting a wild card spot right now, and we're even starting to catch up to the Bills a little bit. Um, you know. Great total performance, both from the offense and the defense. Um, you know, I didn't really see any weaknesses from the team in that game.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah, it was a big win. <laughs> uh, the Browns are a good team. Obviously, without Baker Mayfield, it's a different team. I'm not a big Baker mm-hmm. supporter, but... He was uh, still in for the QB first one. quarter
0: and a half, though, when we were starting to pull away.
1: Yeah, but having the quarterback won, That that's definitely tough. But um, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, uh, wins a win. So no matter who's out there, you got to obviously play the game and win. And uh Patriots came up big. The defense has been playing very well. Um Maybe people should stop picking them on fantasy. I should probably pick them on fantasy at this point. Yeah, they so. looked good the
0: last couple of weeks. Um, you know, the blow winning against the Panthers, too, 24-6. And then before that, a 53-13 uh, win against the Jets. Uh, 54-13, excuse me. Um, you know, that defense has got to be one of the top few in the last four weeks. So maybe you do got to pick them up. I got the uh, who's the Steelers defense right now. And can't remember who else I got in my high school league, But, you know, they've been solid for me. Um you know, tough game last weekend though. I think it was against the Jets and they tied sixteen sixteen. Um, you know, that was tough.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Hey I'm, but at the end of the day, uh Patriots are winning games. That's all that matters. I mean, mm-hmm. you can look around the league and see some crazy games The teams are losing and the Titans lost to the Jets somehow, but now they're you know back on and they're looking good. So, you know, things are looking up for you know the Patriots, mm-hmm. obviously the Giants hopefully things start. Going yeah, over things to look them. great. I can't I- complain. Um, it's a long season though, so yeah over the course of the season you'll see some crazy upsets and stuff mm-hmm. like that but 45-7 yeah. to 7, take that all day mm-hmm.
0: uh, we got another update on BC basketball uh, four minutes to go it's unfortunate we're back down 10 points um, not looking good for the rest of the game for the Eagles um, you know TJ Bickerstaff as you said now is 7 for 13 with 19 points he's really taken over um, but it seems like it's not going to be enough for the team unfortunately um, you know had high hopes going for this game our first you know kind of legitimate um, you know, major, mid-major opponent. Um, so it sucks to see, but you know, it's one game, so can't read into it too much. Um, obviously gonna have to figure out the situation with the shooting, 28%. Um, you know, we gotta be better than that.
1: Absolutely. Um, see how things go, obviously. It's a long season, so being down 10, had, they cut it to like 7 or 8, I'll take it. Um, I'll take that as a game. You know, we were down, yeah. what, 14 at one point or whatever was the biggest lead they had, 13, 14, so mm-hmm. I'll take that all day. Especially bigger stuff. he's getting going, I mean, he hasn't had yeah, he had a he's playing great this season. I mean, he's having a good game now. So mm-hmm.
0: grabbing mm-hmm. rebounds too—nineteen points, ten rebounds—that's what we need. That kind of rebounding on a team, um, you know, especially after a tough couple of years in the last um, few with the guy like Popovich out there. Um, you know, tall six eleven, whatever he was. But you know, we were always getting out rebounded by the other teams, especially when it came to the ACC matchups like Duke, um, UVA. We played Louisville. Um, you know, just being able to secure those defensive rebounds and you know not letting the other team get easy buckets off the glass. Um, you know, that's going to be a key, in you know, not getting blown out in some of these games. Absolutely, that we've seen in the last few years. Yeah,
1: that's the thing. I think at the end of the day, um, competing in the ACC is never going to be easy. It would never be easy to compete in the ACC. But I mean, if you win seven games, the ACC six games this year, that's a start. Mm-hmm. What, what do we win? yeah, three I wouldn't be mad. Because we ACC? probably
0: yeah, I think we won three last year. Um, I think we got right around eighteen games. So yeah, if we can win five six, I'd be happy with that. Um, especially considering the state of the program that Earl Grant took over. To you know, you got. Your leading scorer, Jay Heath, he was out of here. Um, transferred Stefan Mitchell, the leading rebounder. He went to the NBA. I don't really know what he's up to. Um, you know, his whereabouts are uncertain. Um, CJ Felder too transferred to U Florida. Um, you know, that's a lot of big pieces from you know, our last year's team. That's three out of the five starters that left. And then obviously Mackay and Damar are still here, thankfully. Been carrying the offense. Um but, you know, it's kind of tough for Earl Grant to inherit that roster that, you know, has been through so much turnover in the last year. Um, you know, he's just going to make the most of it. So with the roster we have now, I'd be happy with six wins. If we went 6-12 and 12 in the ACC, I couldn't That'd complain.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So now we got three minutes, but we're going to have a quick call-in real quick, quick minute. Um, my friend Steven from uh, Western Massachusetts going to have him call in. Uh, here we go. Here he is. All right, ready to go. I love it. Here we go. Let's, let's get him on speaker. Steven, how are we doing?
0: What's going on, Steven? Hey, what's
1: going on? This is
0: Steven calling out here from Western Mass, listening to you guys live. I just want to say you guys are
1: doing a great job on your show. I've been listening to you guys since day one. There we go.
0: Uh, thank you, you. don't know a lot about BC or any Boston sports, but you guys give a great, great, great synopsis of everything. Out here in Western Mass, I work as a police officer at AIC, so I'm wondering, what can you guys tell me about their sports team, what's going on with them?
1: Absolutely, yeah, AIC Hockey, Uh, which I've actually been talking to him about AIC Hockey over the last few weeks, Um, uh, they've been great, in the years past they made the tournament um, a couple of years ago, I know now they've had a, a tough start to the season, Um, but I think they split actually in, in, a, in a game, in a series last week, I think it's RIT, they had a big game on a Saturday night they end up winning, then on a Sunday they end up losing, but um, AIC hockey very good, especially for a smaller school. It's tough to recruit, especially um, you know when you have a lot of bigger schools here like BU, Northeastern, BC, Harvard. It's tough to recruit uh, guys for hockey, and they compete. Uh, you know they even played BC this year in a scrimmage. I know BC ended up winning that game at the beginning of the season, but AIC hockey definitely has a lot to look forward to. It's a long season, so a slow start isn't the worst thing in the world, especially since you know you're going to play thirty-five games in a given season. So hopefully they get going. Right now they're two-seven and one, but uh, they're currently fifth in their division, so uh, as long as they win games there, they got two wins in the division right now and one loss, so I think they'll get going. I'm definitely rooting for them for you. Of course, Western Mass, we got a caller yeah, from there, since it's our first on Western Mass. We'll take <laughs> it. Go. We'll take it. We'll take it, Steven. Hey, they played Providence pretty tough. They lost to Providence 2-1 in overtime uh, the other night. Providence is a great team, uh, so you'll take that all day, and they're looking good, though. So as I said, record's 2-7-1, but 2-1 in the division. Is solid and, and as long as they keep winning their games, in the division they can make the tournament. And who knows what'll happen after that? I'll definitely pay attention for you. You know they got Bentley this upcoming weekend, two games at AIC. So those could be two big wins there, get them going. And hey, that'll be four, seven, and one already getting the wins going. So wow. just don't, it only takes that's a win streak.
0: That's a lot that, BC hockey.
1: Yeah, yeah, it only takes a win streak. It's all you need. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you're right. I mean, honestly, like that's
0: all you gotta take. And uh, uh, I know they're a really good team that like they got some good guys on the team i don't know what's going on this year because in the mm-hmm. years past they've been phenomenal absolutely um i mean as you said that like it's a like it's a slow start
1: to the season i'm just hoping that at the end of the day like maybe they'll come together as a team and work together and get some wins on there but on another note how about these cowboys though i
0: know i know, like, I know. Oh, I know. Cowboys fan. that's but I mean, tough just, but the cowboys big cowboys are fan yes
1: the oh yeah for what Absolutely. The Cowboys are playing great as a Giants fan. I can even admit that. Um, I didn't have those expectations coming to the season that be, they'd be looking this good. I thought their defense was a big question. But they've been looking great so far. Dak?
0: Dak's had a great year, yeah.
1: Dak I've been critical of before, but he's been looking great. Uh, C.D. Lamb's looking like a true wide receiver one. Things mm-hmm. just not to come together for them. I mean, hey, Super... back's
0: being healthy, too. That Gallup, a big difference for the offense.
1: They're definitely a Super Bowl contender, for sure. And I know you'll be rooting for them. I know they play the Giants still. So uh, be careful when they play the Giants. They play the Giants one more time. So... Be a Uh-oh. big game. Be careful, <laughs> the Giants. They might, they could spoil the season there. Who knows? But uh, the Giants would definitely yeah, be ready. You got
0: to catch up to the Cowboys.
1: The Giants would be ready, I think, a divisional game. But yeah, the Cowboys have played, been, been uh, playing great, and uh, you definitely can't complain as a Cowboy. So I think, as a fan of football, whenever the Cowboys are good, I think the NFL is better. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like when the Yankees are good in baseball. I mean, yeah, it's baseball nice is better. Than the Yankees are yeah, good. They're either. always on prime time too. Absolutely. The, 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 I definitely think those, you know, those sports leagues are definitely better when specific teams are better. Like as you said. Uh, but the Cowboys being better in primetime, I mean, they get a lot of primetime games. So when they're better, mm-hmm. obviously Thursday night, Monday night games are obviously bigger. And I know in the Super Bowl, the Cowboys are in the Super Bowl. I know the, the whole country would collapse and they'd be picking for the other team, <laughs> you know, since the Cowboys yeah, have sure. a lot of people that are always against them. But I know, Stephen, I know you'll be calling it again whenever they are in the Super Bowl if they make it. You know, when they win, I'll be calling you guys and I'll be gloating about it. And I'll have my dad calling and he There we go. He's <laughs> a, the Stewart family calling in to, to, uh, to gloat about the Cowboys. I promise you that. But hey, I will keep Love you guys. Love it. Thanks for keeping me on the line and uh just
0: keep doing what you're doing. I think you guys are doing a great job. All right. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Steven.
1: It. We appreciate it. Have a great night, my guy. Take it easy. No problem. Guys. Thank no, you so much. Safe. Have a good one. You as well. Bye bye. You too. Great having all another right. Colin. Yes, yeah, Steven awesome. boy from Western <laughs> mass, you know, we even had Thank any Cowboy- Western mass. I'm surprised mass.
0: Cowboys fan from Western mass. He
1: oh. is a Cowboys fan, AIC fan. So AIC hockey, okay. definitely get them well represented, which was good. Um, as I said, it's a long season. They'll get going at some point. Um, Definitely can't, you know, be too mad like, BC basketball having a tough start to football. You know, middle of the season is mm-hmm. a tough football season, but yeah, totally having a tough start it's to still hockey. In the yeah, you can't, For BC hockey. Can't yeah, it's a long season. At, They'll definitely get going. Only. They'll definitely get going. At the end of the mm-hmm. day, uh, we'll be rooting for him. Hopefully, he'll call back in if the Cowboys ever make it, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you never know. Um, you know, tough last couple of weeks, but they look good the rest of the year, so. Um, Absolutely. You know, it's only a matter of time before they're back in the playoffs and making uh, some moves.
1: Absolutely, for sure. So, we'll see how things go, but... Uh, guess we'll close up it's already eight o'clock it's about that time
0: yeah so oh, another crazy. week in the books week four
1: absolutely uh it's
0: been lit. Um, i didn't give
1: any my fault you can go my fault i was
0: gonna say thank you guys for coming out for another week um it's always a pleasure you know um absolutely. talking sports um hope to see you guys next week
1: yeah i got a few shout outs i didn't uh, do it last week course. i got a few go this ahead. week hold <laughs> on we got a few got the o'malley family i got a shout out i uh, thank you guys for listening the keefs uh the whole Loftus family my family and friends thank you guys for listening um and also a quick ad. Uh, if anyone's looking to work out, get in shape, put on some muscle, check out Jet Boston, uh, jet.boston on Instagram. Uh, they're great at what they do. April, she's the best there. So if anyone needs a great place to work out, definitely go check them out. Uh, they're the best mm-hmm. at what they some do, as I said. So, yeah, get a quick sponsorship, get a quick <laughs> add-in. We had to, even though we're over time now, by a couple minutes, mm-hmm. still had to get that in. That's but uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, not next week, actually. We'll be back December yes, we 1st. The week
0: off next week with Thanksgiving. Oh, wow, um, I forgot. Yeah, the next Wednesday we'll be back. It's all right for you guys, guys then. Have a great Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, well, I forgot. Yes, we won't be back next week, but thank you guys so much for listening. As I said we really do appreciate it. Um, and I'm happy Steve was able to come on. We got a call in. Mm-hmm. So that was awesome. Thank yeah, you, Steve, was awesome. for coming on. Definitely lit. Yeah. We'll definitely have him come back on at some point, but we'll see you guys on December 1st. If we don't have a recording uh, next week, which who knows if we will, we won't definitely let you guys know. But
0: figure it out. Keep you guys posted. Definitely. So
1: thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, have a great Thanksgiving. Stay safe, stay well. And uh, we appreciate it. Truly. Have a great night, guys. Take it easy.